Our scripture reading today comes from Paul's letter to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, verses 12 through 27. Would you stand for the hearing of God's holy word? Paul writes this, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into the one body, Jew or Greek, slave or free, and we were all made to drink of the one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If we were all a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that we that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable, we, we clothe with greater honor. And our less respectable members often treat or treated with greater respect, whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving greater honor to the inferior members, that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now, you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. <clears throat> Searching for community. Well, I think it'll always be some of the most in during images of community, of church in the best sense of the word for me. It was an interesting group, uh, to say the least. Some were very, very affluent. They were set for life. They could make plans. They could do anything they wanted to do. No limits. Some lived on the edge. 
hoping just to remain housed, to have enough to eat, to be able to afford their medications, their prescriptions. Some had friendships with politicians and judges and famous people and some had spent a little time in jail. Some could fit in anywhere, could move seamlessly through any area of society. Others, uh, not so much. But in that place that they all called home, that they all called church, they didn't so much fit in as fit together. <laughs> and they fit together in some wonderfully strange, beautiful way. And it wasn't just in the hours of the worship services or the scheduled events of the church. It was all the time in their life together. I know for me on Sunday morning, worship began a lot earlier than the first worship service. It would begin when I saw an Ivy League graduate sitting at the table at his weekly conversation with his friend that he'd made there who was tattooed from head to toe and they'd have coffee and donuts together and you could hear their laughter everywhere or see them talking seriously from time to time. And in the mornings, church began for me when you'd see all the children that we didn't know where they lived, never met their parents. But somehow, some way, they got themselves up every Sunday morning, no matter the weather, and got themselves dressed and came running with great excitement to the church, ready to see the people that loved them and invited them to sit with their families and shared their life with them. It was so powerful to see people who were sitting on top of the world in relationship with people who felt like the world was sitting on top of them. And to realize that that relationship helped both sides so much. To realize that those people loved each other. And they cared for each other. And they helped each other. And they encouraged each other. And they prayed for each other. And that the blessings were a two-way street in their lives. I think those images stay with me so vividly because it was the first time as a young pastor that I realized that not only would those people not be friends anywhere else, they probably would not even know each other anywhere else. <laughs> their paths would not have crossed 
anywhere else in their lives. But here in that community that they called church, not only did they know each other, they loved each other. And in some way they had come to experience that they needed each other to be the people they wanted to be. And they needed each other to have the kind of community they'd been searching for in their life. Such great blessing and such great power in being able to be themselves, but also in being able to accept others as who they were. That was a true community. And in that community, everyone was being healed of whatever it was. They needed healing. Dorothy Day, the great Roman Catholic activist, said this, We have all known the long loneliness, and we have learned the only salvation is love. And love comes with community. So whether we're down and out, or whether we're up and out, or whether we're somewhere in between, I believe each and every person, because we're created in the image of God, is searching for community. Searching for that place where we are accepted, where we belong, where we can find the healing we need in our life. And I believe when we read 1 Corinthians, we find that the Apostle Paul believes this as well. <laughs> and I think, as he wrote to these early Christians in Corinth, we see that his basic understanding of church, of community, is that we are not the same and that we're different and there's a lot of diversity among the community, that God didn't create people all the same. But what God does, Paul says, is that God fits us together. Did you catch that in that reading? God fits us together, kind of a spiritual Tetris. <laughs> All of those different shapes fits us together through baptism and through the Spirit. And we become one body. One body made up of all kinds of everyones. Jews and Gentiles, slave and free. That's a profound statement. Written by the Apostle Paul long before the Gospels were available to the early churches. When they're trying to just figure out what it means to live in a community that the world had never seen before. A place where people who were different were together. Where people weren't all the same age or all the same socioeconomic standing. And the Apostle Paul says, this is how it works. To make the point, he uses the example of the human body, this complex thing 
we walk around in. It's made up of all these diverse parts. Why? Paul says because that's the only way it works. The same with community. Now, I don't know about you, but I love this passage. And every time I read it, and every time I hear it read, I picture the people of Corinth sitting there hearing it read to them, and they are roaring with laughter. I think that's exactly what Paul wanted them to do. It's hilarious. Did, do you hear it that way? The, the body, can, can, a, can the body say, I don't need any of those other parts, I'll just be a big old eye. I'll just be a big old nose, or a big ear, or a big hand, or a big foot. Some of us are old enough to remember those old sci-fi movies where the, that was the storyline sometimes, right? Those kind of things. How ridiculous that is. And that's the point Paul was making. It doesn't work that way. It takes all those things, the eye and the nose and the ear and the hand and the foot, for the body to work. So it is with the community. We are one body in Christ. We are community, not because we're perfect, not because we're all alike, not because we agree on every little thing. We are one body. We are a community because God fits us together. God makes us that way through the Spirit and through baptism. Not in spite of our differences, but because of them. It's the only way it works. And just like all of the parts of the body are necessary and important and needed and serve a purpose, so it is with each and every one of you. Each and every one of us are important and have a role and have a place and matter in this community. That's why Paul would write, when one member suffers, the body suffers. And when one member is honored, all rejoice. When God puts us together, we are in this together. That's the community everyone is looking for. How about you? You know, a few weeks ago, I was having a hard time. That week after Christmas, I was in and out of the emergency room three times. And that next week, I was laid up having a hard time. I'd already asked Patrick and Milton to preach those two weeks, which was a good thing because I couldn't have done it. And I missed that first Sunday, but I was here the next one when Milton preached on Epiphany. And I was greeted so warmly. Things like, you look awful. <laughs> what are you doing here? 
you sound weak. Why didn't you stay home? All very valid concerns, I would add. But you want to know why I was here? I needed you. I needed you. Two weeks, I was on the mat. I needed my community. I needed to see you. I needed to be with the people that God had fit me together with. And you know what? It was the best medicine I'd had all that time. That's the power of community. That's what we can experience together. That's what we have to offer people. To come taste and be a part of that kind of community. I think that's what everybody's looking for, whether they know it or not, whether they call it that or not. We all want that kind of place. A community where you don't have to be someone else. You can be yourself because it's your unique you-ness <laughs> that makes the community what it is. Makes the body complete. That's why Paul says all are the body of Christ and individually members of it. We're all the body of Christ and individually we create it. We bring with it all that we are. Our needs and our gifts, our uniqueness, our questions, our faith, our doubts, our struggles and our strengths. Community in the Christian sense of the word is not about fitting in. Community in the Christian sense is about being fitted together by the grace of God through the Spirit in our baptism. That's what makes a community that brings healing to our lives. That's what makes a community that brings healing to the world. Community in the Christian sense means because we follow Jesus, we belong to God. And because we belong to God, we belong to each other. And because we belong to each other, we're in it together. We rejoice in the good times. We mourn with each other in the sad times. We dream together. We hope together. We serve together. We look at the needs around us and we love the world together. That's what it means to be in community. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.